Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. Today is August 24th, 2022, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Only one preseason game left, Barron, and then we'll be ready for the regular season. There's a couple of things that go along with that. Number one, it's time to get really serious about fantasy. And number two, Yahoo Sports did a simulation of the entire season through Madden. Your favorite thing. Which is why I was going to correct you, because number one, it's a new Madden out. And number two, it's fantasy season. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, the new Madden is more important to you, but the simulation they did on the new Madden is important to me. Well, you're going to be utilizing that in a, what, next week's show? Well, next week's show, yes, we'll talk about it some more as I give my predictions for what I think is going to happen in this upcoming season. Well, Ben, and the man world is out with the old and in with the new. And you know something? I, uh, my wife got it for me. It was a present. Uh, I think it was like a birthday present. You know, I said, that's what I want when it comes out, bam. So she went and got it. And so I fire it up. And I immediately not like what happens because I don't like being forced into watching something or whatever, but what they forced me to watch, I really can't complain about. The first thing is a whole tribute to John Madden. Okay. You really don't have a choice. They're going to show you this thing when it comes on and you just have to sit there. Yeah. But it was John Madden. So it was all right with me, you know? Okay. No problem. Then they make you play NFC versus AFC all-time all-star game. I couldn't find a way out of it. I couldn't back my way out of that game. You were forced to play this game. There was no back button. There was no exit. There was, there was nothing that I could find that could get me past this game. That's crazy. So I played the game, <laughs> right? It's the all-time AFC against all-time NFC, right? All right. I got Brett Favre at quarterback. I got Jerry Rice wide left and Randy Moss wide right. <laughs> when they play these competitions and they have these guys in these, you know, televised competitions, I never like it because it's like, come on, man, you know. Who can throw to Randy Moss, right? So I'm yeah. throwing comebacks to Rice all day, right? right. I wasn't even throwing to Randy, right? Who, who's who's my running back? Um, Barry Sanders is my running back, right? right? So I crushed the AFC. <laughs> but I want to show you something because this turned out to be, remember when I said I had kind of a, uh, a bad, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. It really was kind of, you know, not cool. So, game's pretty much over. Uh, the AFC's trying to get something going, and this is what happened.
Who is that? <laughs> Ronnie Lott. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I'm back in love with the game. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> and you didn't want to play it. <laughs> See? See? They knew what they were doing. Man, I had to go, who is that? I don't know who it was. You know what I mean? Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So now I'm in the phase where you got to choose your offense. Remember last game I said I hadn't really – I had chosen a defense that I couldn't play online with? Right. I don't, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. Um, but I'm I'm working on my offense. And I'm running with the Niners again, you know. And so I'm, I'm basically using the Niners playbook but putting my spin on it. So it'll be a customized Niners playbook. And I haven't decided which defense I'm going with. Um, but the thing about Madden is they always change it just enough so that there's, it's not seamless to go from one game to the other. It's going to set you back a little bit in your timing and in your, in your you know, everything. And this play is here and this play is here. But it's enough of the basic playbook there that I could find a lot of the plays that I was successful with before. So I'm really – you know, figuring out to get up to speed. Um, but there is an intrigue in Madden and looking at all of these other teams' playbooks. You know what I mean? It's like, what kind of play? Sometimes I, well, I used to play with the um, the Ravens playbook, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially when I first went to um, Trey Lance. I started looking at the Ravens playbook. They had a lot more pistol and stuff like that in it. Now, the Niners playbook has a lot more pistol and that kind of stuff in it. So it is a different playbook. It ain't the same playbook that, that they had last year. It has been customized a little bit for Trey Lance. His ratings are still like a 72. He still has low aware, you know, awareness rating um, on the game. But that'll change as they do updates, as they start to play more and things of that nature. You know. Right. Speaking of playing more, week two just completed for the preseason. Uh, there were a few standout plays, um, but I'll I'm, I'm ask you first. Did, was there anything that stood out to you that you'd like to mention? Eh. What? I'll only speak on one. There was a couple, but I'm only going to talk about one because this one's big to me probably bigger than I even imagined when we talked about it last week. We talked about the popularity of Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. And you brought it up. I don't think I even had actually watched the game. And then I sort of kind of questioned what it was that you saw. And you talked about the crowd loving him. I'm like, come on, man. You got to give me something better than that. Well, guess what? This week we got something better than that. Not only was the stats that you mentioned to me from the week before really good, but I'm going, yeah, well, you know, he's playing second, third string as well. Uh, he comes back and does almost the same exact thing. And now everybody's taking notice. Everybody's taking notice. Trubisky's leash has turned into a choker. Okay. <laughs> this kid is really showing off. The four years that he spent in college is paying off. And mm. I heard a story about the fact that uh, I forget who it was telling the story, but he said he talked to Peyton Manning about some young quarterbacks that he had talked to 
if guys ever come to him, you know, he's got that that camp that him and Eli run for quarterbacks and all and what they tell these young quarterbacks. And they usually tell them to try to stay in school and, you know, get as many reps as you can. And so you're really as prepared as you can possibly be before you go into the draft and come into the NFL. And he said, most of them don't listen. Some of them turn out okay, some don't. He said, but Kenny Pickett, listen. Really? He said, Peyton Manning told Kenny Pickett, stay in school. You got the perfect situation here. Playing in a professional stadium. You dress in a professional locker room. You have Pittsburgh Steelers fans who are also University of Pittsburgh fans. It's the same people cheering for you. You're in the right kind of offense. Everything is going to work for you. Stay in school. Enjoy all of this and then come out and see where it takes you. And boom, look at this kid. I'm telling you right now, the Steelers organization has a tough decision to make. I believe right now they will probably attempt to go with Trubisky first and let Kenny Pickett hang around and learn as much as he can about some of the tougher things you have to learn as a rookie, like like pre-snap recognition, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, but all indications point to the fact that this kid's ready to be a pro quarterback. Yeah, especially compared to Trubisky. Um, I saw something with Trubisky, and it was interesting because it reminded me of how much pushback I got when I talked about Kirk Cousins on Twitter and mentioned mind farts and people start throwing out his stats and, and he has some great stats. Oh, he does. He has some great stats. That's why I push back sometimes because the guy's not as bad as you make him sound. But if you listen to, oh, who's the guy on, um, when the NFL that played, uh, he played with the Seahawks. He has the the braids. He played. Uh, he was a fullback. Played with the Niners and the Seahawks. Oh, 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 oh! oh. He played at Penn State. Uh, Brian. Uh, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Anyway, he says everybody. He he's one of those people who doesn't exactly know what is not working with Kirk Cousins. You know, but it's something right. they don't have that true trust that Kirk Cousins is Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you know? And, right, but why does he have to be Aaron Rodgers? Well, I'm just saying, when I say Aaron Rodgers, this is a guy who, minus the, in my, my definition of the mind farts, would have stats that almost rival him. He don't have the that, same results and everything, but that's because, and again, it's the reason I brought it up I'm looking at Trubisky. Right. And I saw him doing some pretty good things with Pittsburgh. And then I saw this one collapse of the line, and he just went down and chucked this thing out in the middle of nowhere. Mind fart. I understand exactly what you're saying. He, he, has, he has the tendency to do things that a veteran quarterback should never do. And that that's a bad look for a guy that's been around as long as he has. Absolutely. 
I came back to our to our term, Trubisky in it up, you know, because we both kind of liked him. I, mean, I liked his athleticism, his ability to run and move and all of those things help, you know. And, you know, if the play breaks down, if the guy, you know, blitzes and he gets through and all of a sudden, you know, having that mobility really helps. Um, but he, he just has these points where everything it's like all the circuits overload, click, 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 you know? <laughs> and that's what I mean when I say it's like a mind fart. And, right. you know, the, the better quarterbacks, I'm, again, I say this because I have them. <laughs> I recognize them. I'm playing the game, you know? I'm looking up and I'm going to throw to this and all of a sudden it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And the ball's going here and I'm like, oh, he's running it back. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it just, you know, and part of that is, you know, my button skills are not the best. You know what I mean? I'm going to hit the X, but I'm hitting the Y by accident. And it's like, you know, I even hit the button where he accidentally pitches it back to somebody and I hit it by accident. There's nothing like doing that in the middle of a game. That's what a mind fart to a degree. But again, it's just these, these old fingers. But long story short, um, Trubisky, couple more of them. And we will see. <laughs> we will see the fake slide guy. And, and, and I be, and I believe that's exactly what's going to happen. I believe that they're going to attempt to go into the season with Trubisky, but his leash will be so short that any major screw up uh, will be licensed to pull him and get Kenny Pickett in because obviously they've made up their mind that Kenny Pickett is their quarterback of the future and. He's playing well enough that the future may begin very soon. The other backup who is situation is a little wider. It's not the lease is not a chokehold. The lease is pretty long, I believe, still is in Tennessee, Malik Willis. Mm. Okay. Um he 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 had wow moments. He had enough wow moments that people are like, wow. <laughs> my, but, question, my first question when I hear that is, did he have enough wow moments throwing the ball? Yeah. I know he's going to have wow moments running the ball. He did have a – and I'll be quite honest with you. I devalue running the ball, especially – you know, I'm like, what did I say with my rules? If the play breaks down, right. a lot right. of times these guys just don't see what's in front right. of them, and right. then they, they just start running. So, right. you know, I, and as I, a rookie, you're going to kind of assume that. Yeah, yeah. If you don't really, you know, you're not that familiar with the play, the timing, yeah. and all of that, and, and right. those things happen. That's why you practice, and et cetera, et cetera. So, but he he had a he he had him a Holmes type throw running one way, and you know, whipping the ball around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a deep throw. Okay. So um, Tannehill, you know, is from what I understand is, has made a mental comeback from how he ended the season and he's looking really sharp. And so I'm not saying that, that the Malik Willis Tannehill dynamic is like yeah. the, the um, Kenny Pickett Trubisky dynamic. I got you. But backup quarterbacks that are making people take notice that they have in common. We talked about Ritter in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Again, Mariota, another quarterback, getting a chance coming from a backup position, getting a chance as a starter. Now, again, that lease is not as long as the lease that um, Tannehill has, but it's still, I believe, pretty long. I believe he'll be the starter, Mariota. He looked good. I didn't see him making too many real mental errors, but Ritter just came out and looked good too. <laughs> right. Which is very interesting because this was supposedly a weak quarterback class per se. And maybe they just meant weak because there wasn't a lot of them. And so these guys went later in, in later rounds and later down the, you know, scale as far as, you know, um, where quarterbacks maybe usually go. But showing some very interesting skills, you know, showing some very interesting skills. So those are three guys that uh, I thought stood out. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about we we always kind of touch base with the USFL. So who was it uh, the young man uh, from the USFL who was the MVP now plays with the um, uh, Cowboys? Okay, Kayvon something. Mm. Why am I forgetting his name? I don't know. It'll come to me in a minute, but we don't have any. So we don't have producers in our ear telling. Looking yeah, right. Up, hey. <laughs> Is you know, I actually have uh, we actually posted on our Facebook page, um, and I'll, I'll I'll jump back to that. But I saw him, you know, run back a kickoff and run back a punt in the same game. Now, oh, that kid! Yeah, I saw those. Oh man, yeah, I yeah. saw those. Yeah, you know, you it's interesting. He's lightning fast. Yeah, we got to a point where the guy chasing was like, okay, let's see it. <laughs> I know you, you know. Um, and it's interesting to see some of the starters come down and march that right down, you know, and, and really first drive, okay, they're done, and go sit down. I, that's an interesting thing to see, which really is, makes it even that much more interesting to wonder who's going to play and what that philosophy is going to be in this last preseason game coming up. And this is what we're going to end up the preseason uh, with. Here you go. All right. This is going to be what we end up the preseason with. We have on Thursday night, two games, Green Bay and Kansas City at eight, San Fran and Houston at 8.15. All right, so I can watch both of them. One on one on I'll be streaming, and one on uh, TV, I guess. Friday, four games: Buffalo, Carolina, Seattle, Dallas, Los Angeles. That looks like the Dodgers, New Orleans, and New England, and the Raiders, Patriots, Raiders. I heard one um, place where they were talking about Garoppolo going, which was Tampa Bay. And it, they, they were thinking that at this stage in Garoppolo and Brady's life, they've moved on and matured so much that that would actually work for them. <laughs> it was an interesting thought, you know. It is an interesting thought. You know, I mean, you got to get ready for next year, next season. All right, yeah, so but guess what? Did you, did, did you watch Kyle Trask? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Who who um I saw a couple other guys who who look pretty sharp too. Their names will pop in my head as we go along. Got a big slate on Saturday, Benny. Jaguars, Falcons, Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, that first game's at 3 o'clock, too. I might have to watch these. Chicago oh, and Cleveland. God. Who's going to start a quarterback in Cleveland, Ben? Jacoby Brissett. Kobe Brissett. I ain't talking about the start I'm talking about for the season. Jacoby Brissett. Kobe Brissett. Okay. All right. Arizona, Tennessee. Probably get to see uh, Malik Willis again. Philly and Miami. So, um, who's the third backup with Philly? I forget who. Uh, uh, behind Mincy? Yeah, behind Mincy. Oh, geez. I, I, saw, I saw him play a little bit. Um, we're not going to see much from uh, Miami starters, I don't think. I think they're I think they're holding stuff close to the vest down there in Miami. If he came out of the Shanahan realm, <laughs> talk about close to the vest. Shanahan mm. <laughs> ain't letting you know anything. Uh, uh, we have the Commanders and the Ravens, and then we have Tampa Bay and the Colts, and then Minnesota and Denver at nine. So that wraps up a Saturday that runs. From 3 p.m., so that'll be close to midnight by the time they wrap up Denver and uh, Minnesota. Right. So get your lawn chair or get your lounge chair rather ready for that one. And then Sunday we got a couple games. Your New York Giants against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Both teams will be home, <laughs> I guess, right? Jets playing. <laughs> right? Um, but it looks like it says at Jets. So Jets will be the home team, I guess, in this situation at MetLife Stadium. And then they'll finish this up with now. You saw some of the uh, what's, what's the show that they have? What? Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks. They got the Detroit Lions, right? Yes. So you can mention you can talk about that in a second, but they're going to be at Pittsburgh. So we'll see some more Kenny Pickett. We'll see him doing it out with that Lions defense. So uh, that'll be very interesting uh, to see, and that'll wrap up the 2022 NFL preseason. So there you go. There you go. Who's my Niners playing? Oh, we play Thursday night. Tomorrow night. Houston. David Mills. I get to see some Davis Mills. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Davis Mills has his coach's confidence. And I think that's going to be interesting. You know who else has their coach's confidence? The running back, Damian Pierce. A rookie running back who looks like he could be setting himself up for a starting job. Very important in fantasy to know who the good rookies are because when the veteran players all start to get picked and you're trying to fill out your roster, you want to get a shot at a rookie guy that has the possibility of getting a lot of playing time. That's very important. So Damian Pierce looks like he's going to be one of those guys. Excellent. Excellent. That's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff. Um, all right. 
Let's take a look at our Facebook page, Benny. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at our Facebook page here. Ben and Barry on football. We actually got, I think, got a couple um, new subscribers, maybe from me handing out the flyers at your uh, tournament. I don't know. But I got to get out there and get some more of those out there. Actually, I want to get some new ones made up. So... Thanks for following. Please leave comments and suggestions. All right, Benny. Let's speak about oh. passing of Len Dawson, dies at age 87, Chiefs Hall of Fame, won Super Bowl four, and was the MVP of that Super Bowl. And it was just like a fixture. You know, it was like Len Dawson, always going to be around, you know? I know, man. I really liked Len Dawson. Remember... Our favorite show inside the NFL. He was one of the original commentators on Inside the NFL. That's right. I've forgotten that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Dawson, I mean, Jeannie Christmas, um, just like a statesman for for the for the NFL. So um just wanted to make sure that we we took a moment uh to recognize his passing. Um and you can go to Ben and Barry on football, read the Bleacher Report on that, and, and they'll give you a nice rundown of um, Len Dawson's career right there. All right, I want to share this video, Benny. The reason... Right, we'll make this... So apparently, Mike Tomlin saw some kids fighting in the street, stopped to spend several hours with them, invited them to steal their practice. They wound up doing drills with Najee Harris. And that's why I wanted to share this. Yeah, that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of, see, that's the kind of stuff that a, a coach who's invested in this community you know, and you never know. You look up one day, and it'll be one of these kids in the NFL draft. Right. Talking about this coach that brought them in and let them run drills. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got to love it. You got to love it. So. <laughs> and he yeah, has been coaching. Cool. He's out there coaching. You got to give it to him, man. That That is some awesome stuff right there. So, um, Baker Mayfield has been named the Panthers starting quarterback, Benny. Uh, and it's they didn't wait. I think that's what was probably most interesting to me about the fact is, like, they didn't wait till day of and, like, Baker's going to be our starter, you know? Why should Matt Rule keep fielding that question for the next three weeks? <laughs> get it out the way. Just knock it out. Get it yeah, done. Now y'all can ask me something. Ask me something else. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Now we have a comment that I want to uh, highlight from one of our uh, followers and a young man who has his own um, podcast, as a matter of fact. But I asked the question here, and apparently the rumor is that they offered Lamar Jackson a contract that was bigger than Kyler Murray's. 
And apparently there's a question about guarantees. And does he want a 100% fully Kirk Cousins style guaranteed quarterback? I mean, contract. And I, I have to ask the question, is it wise to give a fully guaranteed contract to a running quarterback? Well, now, before you say anything, let's look at our comments that we got, because I love the fact that we have a comment here. So, Mr. Mark Coles said, of Lamar's quality, yes. Contract would be for four to five years. All years he is guaranteed to be good, if not elite quarterback, even if he suffers some sort of injury. And he doesn't get injured a lot. You've, you've pointed that out. Right. He put on about 15 to 20 pounds of muscle, I understand, as a matter of fact. Um, I don't know, you know, if that's going to affect his quickness or anything, but long story short, he says, if the years on the contract were longer than five, I would say no, <laughs> because we don't know how long his skills will last. And his number one skill is that speed. But there's a bigger question that should be asked. Should quarterbacks be paid such a lion's share of the team's total salary if the team truly has Super Bowl aspirations? History has shown that if you pay the quarterback, you are much less likely to win a Super Bowl. Okay, so true. we got two points here. We got the one point on Lamar. And he says, as long as it's not past five years, you're not willing to go past five years uh, for Lamar. And what do you think about that? Well, first of all, no football player is going to sign a contract with more than five years. No team is going to sign a quarterback for more than five years. Didn't Pat Mahomes sign a 10-year contract? I don't think it's 10 years. Yeah, I do think it's 10 years. Yeah. Okay. I think that's foolish. And they'll probably end up renegotiating that somewhere along the line. Okay. Now, as far as Lamar is concerned, absolutely he should want 100% guaranteed. Who wouldn't? The next thing is, so, so, so you haven't heard anything negative about the amount of money, only about the guarantee, the amount of guaranteed money. Well, what they said in that article was that he was offered more money than what Kyler Murray got. And he turned it down. So he has a number. So he's I'm, I'm pretty sure he's given them his number and they don't like it. Either that or they don't want to guarantee it. Okay. You know, one, one of the two there. Uh, All right, I'll tell you what. This is going to go down to probably days before the season starts. But they will pay him. You know why? Because he said once the season starts, he's going to ball out and he's not going to talk contract anymore. So he's giving them a deadline to get this done. If he comes back, if they, if they don't get something signed before the season starts, and he shuts down negotiations, and then he balls out like a nut, like crazy, it's going to cost him twice as much as what he's asking for now. He's betting on himself. I love it. Kyler Murray's contract value was $230.5 million. How many years? Well, it came out to an average per year of $46.1 million. 
So $46 million a year. According to overthecap.com. And that's that's more than Mahomes, right? Mahomes is like it, 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 Yeah, yeah. Again, it's not as long. Right. You know, Mahomes had one of those lifetime <laughs> football lifetime. Yeah, he's, he got him, they gave him a Magic Johnson joint. Yeah, exactly. 20, yeah, 25 million for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say that's 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 I, I'll give him, he can have that. They pretty much made up their mind. This is our guy. He'll probably be the GM 20 years from now or something. They'll be paying him forever for the rest of his life. That's okay. But if 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 Lamar's asking for 50 million a year and they don't want to give it to him, and he takes them to the AFC championship game and has crazy numbers. I'm not even saying he has to win the Super Bowl. If he goes that far, they won't be able to sign him. He's going to walk. He's going to walk. They can franchise him. Do they want to go through all that? Well, that's the question. That's right. And that's the question he's posing to them. Do you want to take a chance on not paying me the amount of money that I feel I'm worth, and you probably agree I'm worth, but don't want to guarantee all of it, and maybe possibly using the excuse that I run a lot, okay? I run a lot, number one, because I'm the best guy at it, and number two, because you put it in my offense to win games. So I don't want to hear that. Suppose he does not win a Super Bowl. What about it? You think Kyler Murray's going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon? Not if my Niners got anything to say. Uh, no, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kyler Murray ain't winning no Super Bowls. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Holmes might. I hear you. He might, but remember the last thing you just read about teams that pay the quarterback the lion's share of the salary money, and then don't win Super Bowls. The prime time to win a Super Bowl is when your quarterback is still on his rookie deal. That's the prime time. And he's already done that. He's on a new contract. He's on his second deal that pays him goo gobs of money. So you're he saying he missed his window then? You're saying he missed his window? No. Oh, 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 Lamar? Yeah. No, he didn't miss his window. The Ravens, the Ravens missed their window. Well, he's a Raven. He's the quarterback. So you're trying to resolve him of the, any of that? Right. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Prime time for a team right. to build themselves and become a Super Bowl winner right. is when your quarterback's still on his first deal. Right. If they didn't give him the weapons in the defense or they had injuries or whatever, that's what caused them to miss the window. They got to pay him now. So you don't think his play was any of the Oh, he's on the team. That's part of it. Okay. But you can't can't say we're not going to give you the money because you didn't win a Super Bowl for us in your first four years. Can't say that. Well, um. 
It depends on the situation. Again, uh, you know, these are teams that are on the precipice of winning a Super Bowl. And it's like who, who, who are we talking about? Ravens. The Ravens is one of those teams. Okay. You no. Know? And so you get to a point where you're that I didn't use the term miss their window. You did. Well, I used it based on your definition of the window being during that rookie contract. The prime time is right. well, that's what I'm saying. The prime time is during that rookie contract. Right. That doesn't mean it can't happen. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying okay. is, you know, that window. This primetime window is now over. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, that it would have been great if, had he been able to do it. Right. So, and so is Kyler's, and so is Russell's, and so is Mahomes, and so is... Russell has a Super Bowl. Right. You know? So I understand what you're saying. Russell got his Super Bowl, you know, before he, he signed that big, you know, well, right. he's not even there and to sign so that. Did Mahomes. So right. did Mahomes. Right. So did Mahomes, exactly. So I understand what you're saying, and I believe you're absolutely right. Because, again... It frees up cap space because this is a cap league, right? To, to to spend money on other. I can't wait to see what the Niners spend the money on once Garoppolo is released. That's twenty five million. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that. So um, I understand what you're saying, and I'm I'm in general agreement. Even though I don't, I can't say that I actually did a study. That that happens, but I'm in general agreement from just experience and remember, you know, looking. Yeah, I mean, the, the the reason for it is, if you have a good solid defense in place, and then you get this young quarterback comes in on his first deal, maybe not his rookie year, but maybe his second or third year, you feel like he could be the guy that could lead you to a Super Bowl. So you start building your offense up. You start getting him weapons and preparing it. You know what I mean? You got a good, solid veteran defense. You you fill in a couple of holes with free agents. You you do you can do all that maneuvering with that extra money you don't use to pay him to get your team to a Super Bowl. If it doesn't happen, but he proves that he held up his end of the deal, but the rest of the team faltered somehow and they didn't win it, you got to pay him. Well, and then that the doesn't make the other part weaker, is, but it make it tougher to keep giving him weapons and to keep paying those veteran guys. It makes it harder now because you're giving so much money to him. The other the other kind of complexity with the Ravens is that they played so much to his ability to run in their in their uh, play calling and, and the way that they run their offense that it's almost like he, in a way, is being penalized for that situation because people are saying, well, he needs to be able to throw from the pocket. That's but what I just said. You build we, your offense for my skill set, and you know my skill set is running. So now you can't say, I don't want to guarantee your money because you run a lot. <laughs> you can't say that. You well, want me to run a lot. The crazy part is... You can say it. It might not make sense to people like yourself, but I see people saying contradictory stuff like that all the time. So well, guess what? He'll be playing for somebody else in a year or two. Could be. Could be. Somebody's. I mean, if if they're going to pay uh, Deshaun Watson what they paid him 
someone get an opportunity to get their hands on, you know. Yeah, a guy who hasn't played in two freaking years. Yeah, yeah. So. And really, his last year that he played, wasn't that good. Really wasn't that good. I know the team was depleted. But it wasn't that good a season to stand on. So his last time on the field wasn't great. Then he hasn't been on the field since then. Now he's still got to sit out 11 more games. You know, but you gave him all that money. And isn't all of his guarantee? Yeah. You're talking about um, Deshaun? Right. Yeah. If, he, if he's 100% guaranteed, why can't Lamar be 100% guaranteed? You know, how many MVPs does Deshaun have? Th that is the, the question. You're asking the right question. I've heard it. And, and again, when you compare the accomplishments of the two players, Lamar has way better accomplishments. You know right. what I mean? MVPs right. And all that kind of stuff. Um, so I understand. The thing in my mind that the Ravens have to be thinking is just because the Browns are stupid <laughs> doesn't mean that we're going to be as stupid as the Browns. That don't matter in this world of professional sports, bro. You know, the players, the players set the market. The owners don't set the market. The players, well, the owners pay the money. So, yeah, they do set the market. Once one guy does one thing, now the next guy got to do something else. There is a there is a, a tendency to do one upsmanship, but at yes. some particular point, I think it's you know, and, and it's even harder to compare when you move year to year because the cap changes, and now the revenues are changing. Yes, and whole new sets of revenues. But that's a plus for Lamar. Yeah, more money coming into the league. There's more money coming in. Yeah. Um, you look at the situation with, uh, was it Bateman with the um, Bengals, their safety? Bates. Oh, Bates. Yeah. 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 What did he, he went on and took the franchise. He took tag. the tag. Yeah. yeah. And, and the linebacker for the Bears. Roquan Smith. Roquan. Yeah. Yes. And he, he's another one who was representing himself. Right. In that situation. So. Uh, this is interesting, especially the whole representing yourself thing. It kind of reminds me in rap how rap kind of, uh, uh, especially when you look at those guys like Jay Z and those guys, really took a lead in uh, artists uh, maintaining control. Right. You know what I mean. Uh, right. In situation. So, uh, what what does a what does a uh, agent cost nowadays? What they take? Uh, back in the day, it used to be ten percent. I don't, is it tilt? I don't know if it's still tilt. Okay. I don't, it might be more. I don't know. 10%. There's 10% of uh, like 400 million. What's that? 40 million? That's pretty good. It's a nice piece of, piece of chunk that uh, Lamar would be looking to keep in his own pocket. Exactly. So. He can give that to mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom was uh, a big part of that with him in any event. We talked about Trubisky, right? And I and and I was working off memory, and sometimes I forget where I got stuff from. And this I got from our own page. This is Trubisky. You almost look like Eli in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Eli didn't do that though. <laughs> Eli didn't do that. Oops! Look out! Oh. 
Who is he throwing it to? You got uh, two defenders and two, well, two, two, two receivers, two in, the receivers same in the same place. And you so got two defenders good. right there, and you don't throw it away. No, he actually looks like he tried to complete that pass. He did try to complete it. He should have thrown that one in the first row. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't even see the safety come down. There was a third guy with a, in a green jersey right there. Right there, I see him. Oh, my goodness. What the heck, man? So this is this is why Kenny Pickett is going to be playing sooner than you think. He keeps doing stuff like that. Uh, I'm like, holy mackerel. That made no sense. And whatsoever. you know what? I, I will applaud Kenny Pickett if, in fact, they decide to use him. Um, and I'll root for the guy because – the Steelers' defense is going to be pretty good again this year, but they've still got trouble on their offensive line, which is another reason why they might want to go with Pickett, who's a little bit more uh, a little bit more mobile than Trubisky. Uh, although Trubisky's not an immobile guy, right? When you say a little, but but, but, but he's more mobile. But if he uses the mobility to throw passes like that, <laughs> then I might as well put Kenny Pickett out there. You know. Uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. And also, um, let me add to this that uh, I, I wanted to, as I said, sometimes I forget where I see stuff at. And all I got to do is remember that it's on Ben and Barry on football. Kevante Turpin is the young man from that's the USFL. Turpin, no. I, I was, I was going to say, I thought it was Turpin. But I didn't want to guess. Yeah, Turpin, yes. Devante really nice Turpin. kick returns. One on a kickoff, one on a punt. And uh, I know uh, you were in Philly. All the Eagle fans are not going to want to see this. But uh, this kid looks like he's going to really uh, have something to say as far as kick returns are concerned for the Cowboys. When you go from one league to the next and you excel at that next league, Yes. That is amazing. And that's why I really enjoyed the little bit of the USFL that we got into. You were a little bit more into it even than I was. But I'm saying that gave some guys an opportunity to actually be seen on a pretty high level. Okay. I would, I would, I don't want to say like a NBA G League type thing. Uh, I really don't even want to say an MLB AAA thing because I hate to call the USFL a minor league per se. But if you can make any, uh, it, it's been proven right now by the amount of guys that got picked up and by the guys that are having some success already in the preseason, that if you can make a USFL team, you have the possibility of making it into the NFL. Once this crop of guys has proven that, the USFL is going to really blow up now. It's going to blow up. People are not going to second-guess themselves about maybe being on somebody's practice squad or starting on a USFL team because they're going to get way better looks and way more reps and playing time in the USFL. And the scouts are everywhere. Scouts are everywhere. Video is everywhere. 
So if you can get seen and you can put something on tape, believe me, you can find yourself an opportunity to carve out a career in the NFL. And kudos to the guys that put the USFL together and ran a really good league. It, it was a good league. They had good teams, good coaches, put on good games. And now these guys are getting, they're reaping the benefits. They, they, they got through the year. <laughs> yes, they got through the year without having to fold. Everybody got paid. <laughs> that's, that's great. You know what I'm saying? That, that is, that is uh, part of what it's all about right there. All right, um, let's see here, Benny. Found this article. Here are all the backup quarterbacks who have led their teams to Super Bowl oh, victories. This guy. Names you got to love, Benny. Starting with Earl Morrow. <laughs> Baltimore Colts, Super Bowl five. 1971, I was a junior in high school. I probably wasn't even watching it then. <laughs> yes, I was. 1971, followed up the next year. Now, some of these names you don't think about as backups. Rogers, Starback, Dallas Cowboys, 1972. Who was the starter? Earl Morrow. I mean, um, um, Morton. Craig Morton. Craig Morton. <laughs> Talk about upgrade. <laughs> Moving from Craig Morton to Roger Staubach. Then we have one, Terry Bradshaw in 1974. I don't, oh man, I don't remember. I think who he this took was. over as a rookie. I think, I could be wrong. I believe he took over as a rookie. Wow, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Jim Plunkett, and all these guys wind up being starters. So I guess if you win the Super Bowl, you can pretty much got the starting job, you know. Uh, Jim Plunkett with the Raiders in 1980 with Super Bowl 15. We talked about Doug Williams, but we were talking about Doug's backup before, not Doug being a backup. But yes, Doug came in that season. And took that team to the Super Bowl and had one of the greatest Super Bowls in history. He sure enough did. Oh, is this the New York Giants with one Jeff Hostetler? And Sue, what is that, 25 in 1990? Tell me about this. Somehow I don't even remember this. Uh, they didn't Phil have Sims got hurt. Who got hurt? Phil Sims. Phil Sims got hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Jeff Hostetler came in and got the job done. I'm just hoping that was not against my Niners. <laughs> Wasn't one of those teams. <laughs> Beat him in the playoffs. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. When I look That's 90s, I'm thinking that had uh... the 90s. Wait a minute, 80s was the was the Niners, 90s was the Cowboys. That was um Team that had OJ Anderson. LT was on that team. OJ Anderson. Um, there you go. Spider Lockhart. Uh, <laughs> that was a good team. 
Well, obviously, yes, sir. They won the Super Bowl that year. Kurt Warner. We know Kurt Warner came in. You know, and... Um, you know, Kurt Warner took over at the beginning of the season and played the entire season. So he started the season as the backup. But I think um, the starter got hurt like in a preseason game or the first game of the season or something like that. So he did have the benefit of a whole season under himself. But still, he started the season as the backup. That is correct. Started the season. And Trent Dilfer with the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, I forget who the starter was there. I'm trying to remember that also, but Molly Maul was the running back, right? Jamal? I know you're talking about the guy. He got 2,000 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he, he was he was the uh, running back. That's what they had, running and defense. And the last two, one Tom Brady. You kind of forget Tom Brady came in as a backup. Never forget that. <laughs> Never forget. That's, that's, that's the ultimate backup quarterback success story. The ultimate. Come and, the, and the thing is, the guy he took over for was a great quarterback. Drew Bledsoe was a beast back then. <clears throat> Drew Bledsoe had, was um, on a show and they were interviewing him and apparently he now is in the wine business. Yep. And he's just as laid back as he wants to be, but he talked about how difficult it was to be a good teammate. Yeah. You know, during that time when he came back and he expected that he was going to be able to come back and, and become the starter again. Right. And this was the other interesting thing because it made me think about my Niners Garoppolo situation. The coach talked about how much flack they got for keeping him on with the contract. He had a starter's contract. Right. Back then. So they held on to him and they held on to that contract. And they took a little heat for that. So, you know, sometimes when when the goal is right there in front of you, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? And finally, the last one, Mr. Nick Foles with the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 52-2017. There was a question. Story. There was a question on Facebook, and I heard this question kicked around in a group of people live. Who was the greatest Eagle of all time? That was the question that was asked. And you would be surprised how many people said Nick Foles. Really? The greatest eagle of hey, all did time. Did he get a statue out? Did he get a statue? Yeah, he got a statue. He got a statue, right, right. The greatest eagle of all time. Not Sonny Jurgensen, not Tim Brown, not Reggie White, not Jerome Brown, not Donovan McNabb. Nick Foles. People actually had the... And why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Because fan is short for fanatic. He did something that had never been done in the Philadelphia Eagles franchise. I don't care. Never, ever, 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 ever been done. Nick Foles did it. 
and it became history. And it's the greatest accomplishment that the Philadelphia Eagles can point to. And that's wonderful. And if the question was, what is the greatest accomplishment that any Eagle fan could ever point to for their team, then you say Nick Foles. But when somebody says, who's the greatest Eagle of all time, you don't say Nick Foles. That's why I have a hard time talking to Eagle fans. That's I have a tough time with that. Don't get me started. Let's talk about something else. Something, give me something else. I got something for you, Benny. I am such a big fan of one Shaquem Griffin. Oh, he retired today. He retired. Wow. Yes, he did. And he was on Good Morning Football. Yes, I didn't see the whole thing. So so what'd he do? I mean, what'd he say? Well, a- apparently he says that playing football, his dad had always told him playing football was his plan B. Okay. And plan A was to help people. Okay. And he realized that... It wasn't what really thrilled him wasn't just playing football. It was playing with his twin. Right. So if he wasn't playing with his twin, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. So he's now moving on to plan A. Okay. Which is he's speaking and he's out and he's being an inspiration, which he was, you know, if you don't know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Shaquem Griffin was a twin and he, he lost one of his hands. So he was able to make it onto the Seattle Seahawks with his twin brother after he ran like a ridiculous 40 time at the combine. Right. Put up like really nice um, bench press. Bench press with some kind of a, a contract. Yeah, they had like a prosthesis. Right. On, on his hand and was able to catch the ball, <laughs> you know, in the drills. And and the Seahawks took him, and I give the Seahawks, you know, the empathy award. It's something that you know they're to be admired for for that. And he bounced around a little bit after the Seahawks let him go, um, but now he's off to Plan A. And that's he, great. He looks happy, man. Yeah, yeah, he did look happy when I the little bit I saw. Him. I think that's great. That's a, that's a hell of a success story that he can now turn over into. Uh, doing speaking engagements and inspiring people, you know, that, that that's, that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was my feel good way. That's all I have. Anything from you? Uh, just real quick. As, if we can go all the way back to the beginning, when we talked about Madden, just to throw this out for anybody who didn't hear it and they can kick it around with their friends or whatever. So Yahoo sports did a simulation of the new Madden game, and they simulated the entire season, the entire 2022 season, which we have yet to play. And they came up with a Super Bowl winner and who made the playoffs and who did this and who did that. We'll talk about that another time. But right now, I just wanted to go over the awards that they came up with. Now, I'm not going to run through stats and stuff, but somehow, after simulating the entire 2022 season, on Madden, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys was awarded the MVP. I know people going to be arguing about 
that. <laughs> I know. There's no question in my mind. Folks are going to argue about that. Some of these other awards, maybe not. The Offensive Player of the Year was a repeat winner from this past season, Cooper Cup. I think it is quite within the realm of possibility that he does it again. You know what's interesting about Cooper Cup's name? Uh, you you had texted me about the top 100, mm -hmm. which is a, a voted on by the players, right? Yes. And apparently in 2021, Cooper Cup did not make the top 100. Ain't that something? Mm, yeah. Ain't that something? I was surprised and amazed at that. And so, if you go back to look at some of his previous years, a couple of them were a little pedestrian. Or I won't say pedestrian. They were better than pedestrian, but they weren't great. He was a good receiver. Nowhere near a great receiver. But the kid blew up, man. Skills were always there. Sometimes the right player has to find the right situation. You know, you got to end up on the right team with the right quarterback if you're a receiver to become, you know, the, uh, that next or to take that next step. And that's what he did. He won the triple crown of receiving yardage, touchdowns, and catches. That's very difficult to do, extremely difficult to do. If he comes back this season and just gets two of those, he could win the award again. Wow. Defensive player of the year, Max Crosby. A defensive end pass rusher for the Raiders. He's got some help now, a little help they didn't have before. The Raiders are expected to be a little better than they were. The guy's already a beast. Some people think, evidently, the Madden game, with, this, with the numbers they've given him, believe that we he will excel enough to be the defensive player of the year. That could be argued also, as long as there's a Bosa around. <laughs> or two as long as there's a watt around or two yeah, well yeah the younger one's got a better chance though <laughs> well, that might be true but there's two of them yeah yeah i'm that's there are two of them but but the bosa you got that kid can't be stopped so as far as pass rushing is concerned that's going to be a battle you know, if somebody's going to beat one of them out for defensive player of the year, they're going to have to have a year like uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs with the interceptions. Oh, my goodness. With without giving up so many passes. He yeah. couldn't win it because he got burnt as many times as he got interceptions. Which is why we do net stuff instead of gross stuff. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. The, of the balance sheet, you're thinking to yourself, well, this guy's super great. Right. Well, guy stinks. Right. You know what I mean? He's still biting on double moves in practice. I just saw him get burnt the other day by somebody. Did you really? On a little stop and go. But anyway, um, now rookie of the year was interesting to me because, you know, I'm sure the mad people have a tough time grading rookies because you have nothing to go on but what they did in college and what you anticipate that they may be able to do in the pros, okay? But for Offensive Rookie of the Year, they picked Drake London, who friend of the show, Mark Russell, said was his favorite receiver coming out. He hoped that he would go to the Eagles because he's an Eagle fan, but he didn't. But Drake London 
has been picked as the offensive rookie of the year. And the defensive rookie of the year is also an Atlanta Falcon, Arnell, Ar Arnell. I'm anticipating saying his last name incorrectly. <laughs> I said his first name incorrectly. <laughs> his first name is Arnold. Okay. okay. His last name is Ebiketti. Ebiketti. Hey, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you um some credit. Ebiketti. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, two rookie of the years off the same team. That would be interesting. So I'm just going to keep these little notes that I wrote down here. And when the end of the year comes, I hope I'll remember I have them and we can go back and look at, see how that went. But uh, yeah, maybe next week uh, we can talk about what they thought about the season and where the teams were going to end up. And I'll start preparing myself to let you guys out there know from my little expert brain uh, who I think is going to do what this upcoming season? And I, I may not be able to go as far as give records, okay? But I'm pretty sure I can figure out pretty close to reality uh, who's going to win each division, who's going to win the conferences, and who's going to go to and win the Super Bowl. So I'll be making a big try at that next Probably week. Maybe divisions, conferences, and yes. Super Bowl. I'm going to give you division winners first. And then we'll figure out, I'll, I'll, I'll have to try to do something with records because in order to give you playoff victors, I'm going to have to know who's coming in, not only as a division winner, but as a wild card. Picking wild cards is going to be tough. Division winners won't be so hard. Picking out wild card teams is going to be extremely difficult. But I'm going to attempt to do it. And then I'll let you know who I think is going to win the divisional rounds, who's going to win the conference, and who's going to go to and win the Super Bowl? Interesting. Um, Madden has Max Crosby listed as rated as an eighty-eight. Okay, which is a strong rating. Yeah, very strong rating. It's not a ninety-nine. Right. Which and they do have higher-rated players at his position. So yet somehow, when they simulated the season, he came out as the defensive player of the year. So I have to look at that kind of as something good that the Raiders did. I, I have to assume the Raiders played well defensively for him with an 88 rating to stand out, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either that or somebody put a rocket up his butt. Uh, League-wise. <laughs> the old rocket up the butt trick. The old rocket up the butt trick. Yeah. <laughs> you tell we watch a lot of Bugs Bunny. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right. So, so yeah, that's, so that's are we looking for this next week? I'm going to attempt to have it ready next week. Yes. Okay. All right. Or maybe I'll do one conference next week. Yeah, I'll do I, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Cause I got, wait, I, wait, wait. Now remember, I act like I don't have nothing else to I do. Got one preseason game left. Yeah. I know. To the regular season. Yeah. Okay. So don't stretch it out too far, because um, we'll be we'll be calculating bias plus reports. That's right, and I don't want to get in the way of that. All right, <laughs> I tell you what, I'll buckle down and I'll have it ready for next week. Yeah, I've already started to break out the spreadsheets and to start to look at the schedules and yeah, yeah, I know, man. You know, and, and I, you know, first week 
You do have the first week. We will we'll, we'll talk about the matchups. You normally will we'll give your opinion, but we won't have any net points to compare. Right. Everybody right. starts out at zero on week one. Right. Go from there. So, so only my opinion counts on first day. Only your opinion counts on <laughs> Oh, my goodness. How could I let that happen? Well, <laughs> all right. That's great. That's great. This is what I, it is. I got one week to not compete against the power rankings. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's a nice maybe, little reprieve. Maybe we'll bring in Las Vegas or something. No, 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 no. Let me work this out on my own. We um, do know. We do know who the Almanac guy chose. Remember I sent you the Giants piece? Oh, yeah. The guy who wrote that Almanac, where that Giants piece came from. Right. Do you want me to say who he who he has in the Super Bowl? No, save that for next week, too, so we can do I'll a comparison. Save it for next week. All right. Okay. And this is going to, I want you to know, this is going to be very difficult for me. I have big, these are big fantasy drafts coming up. Sunday, I got a live one Sunday. I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're all online. And then Monday, Tuesday, right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're all online. And then the following Wednesday, the night before the season starts, that Thursday, I have another live one. That's my main league. All these leagues are for money. All these leagues are with, you know, friends, people I know. So I don't really count the free leagues. These are the ones that count. Okay. So I'm going to be extremely busy. So how many leagues count? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five. Leagues. I got five that count. All right. Two All right. I'm the commissioner of. Uh, one my daughter's the commissioner of. Uh, and... How many is that? Three. And then two, that the commissioners are friends of mine. So the fix is in. Of course How's not. that? No. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Could fix it if you wanted to. <laughs> it, it, I tell you what, it's so hard to fix. Really? That me and some of my buddies were in a league where the commissioner actually did fix it and we caught him. Did you? Yes. I remember that. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. All right, yep. all right. <laughs> On you, final word. Go nose. <laughs>